Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pillow Talk, the quarantine series of Pussy Church, where I call some of my favorite creators, and today I have a special episode for you. In honor of tomorrow's International Women's Day, I'm joined by Licicia Cicovace, the creator of the erotic magazine Nin. We talked about censorship on social media, how female sexuality was worshipped in ancient cultures, and how we still want to burn all our bras. Let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk, the special quarantine edition of Pussy Church, where I talk to some of my favorite creators. And today I'm here with Leticia Chikawacha, the creator and editor of the erotic magazine Nin. Um, and you've been on the show before about a year ago, and I'm so, so happy to have you back. Yeah, me too. I mean, you can invite me every week because I love talking to you. <laughs> Actually, I love talking. So. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Last year, we chatted when like the quarantine started, basically, when I started Pillow Talk. You were one of my first guests, I think. And now it's nearly a year later, which is crazy. And we're still in quarantine or again, I guess. Yeah, we are all here feeling prettier, <laughs> more relaxed, more active. <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. But um, so much has happened in the past year. And I just um, we had a lot of conversations over the last few months about censorship and always female sexuality. And I wanted to kind of check in with you because a few things have happened with Nin Magazine you guys got deleted, right, at one point? Yes, we got deleted for, I don't know, the oh, ninth time or something. But this time it was yeah. really shocking because uh, we stayed off for more than six months. Wow, it's so long. Yeah, we, we were That's really incredible. vanished, you know. And then I had a backup account and I started moving it. And again, the backup account was deleted as well. And I, I was a kind of, okay, that's it. I need to maybe doing something else. Maybe I'm going for, I don't know, cleaning sales. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm what about cooking up, classes? You know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but then it came back, like out of the blue. So I don't know mm. how and what uh, and why mostly IG, Instagram had reconsidered it, but it did. Yeah. But it wasn't all this, the glory, like of the freedom that we were used to. Mm. So I still yeah. have in many pictures deleted. I can see that my audience is going like downhill because of course I'm not being able to uh, express what I really want and to show the images that I that I really think that are important, you know. I have a similar thing, but not, I haven't been deleted this long, but I, I was deleted three times and I get stuff deleted. And I'm shadow banned, I think, since the beginning of time. Yeah. Um, but I can see, so the rules and regulations of Instagram have changed or Facebook, right? By December 20th, I think it was yeah. last year. And I don't actually know what's happening now, but I, I hit the weirdest waves of like 
nobody's watching my stories to like, I don't know, 20,000 people watching my stories. Like, it's so bizarre. And I don't know what it's connected to. Right. I, yeah. It's it just seems very random and bizarre. And I think in general, the worst thing for me is that I'm already I start thinking about what I post and I start thinking that things are scandalous or something, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm already a little uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, this is too sexy. I could never post that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or this erotic piece of art um, is too erotic to post online. And so the censorship nearly gets into our brains as well. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is which is a horrible ass. I mean, there's so many horrible aspects of it. And we'll talk about several that I want to chat about today. But um, that that being said, I think we were talking about it in the in a sense of like a lot of female creators, right? And non-binary and queer creators being deleted in that kind of sweep that happened in December. Yeah, I think this is what uh, patriarchy do to us. We are, yes. again, blaming ourselves and trying to mm. see what is wrong in ourselves. Like, oh, am I yeah. posing too explicitly? Am I thinking, like, am I uh, exhibiting a, a porn content or something that is like mm, yeah. too this or too much that? You know, no, we. the problem is not with us. I mean, yes, the, the term of uses were already quite biased you know uh totally yeah, yeah. Exactly. and this witch hunting we can see that clearly the female accounts are being uh punished more than the male accounts because we can yes. still see like a multitude of millions <laughs> of male-based accounts you know uh, for everybody we, the two of us send each other constantly different yes. um different posts that we see that people can post that are extremely explicit and things that we got deleted for that other people can just post and we have no clue why yeah. so there's a whole like collection of these we things we have an amazing collection <laughs> some people's some friends exchange me <laughs> yeah, we exchange oh, like what a beautiful a, a pussy. pussy. <laughs> I wish I could show it on my pages. <laughs> That's literally what we write. We're like, this is beautiful. She's absolutely nude, but how the fuck can they do this? <laughs> yeah, like we yeah. we just want to enjoy the same freedom as men. Look, we're still talking That's about true. it. You know, in 2021, like we just want to have the same freedom. You know, I mean, I think it's so interesting because sex in general, I mean, you know, you get used to step by step censorship, right? That's a little bit like when a dictatorship starts yeah. and like step by step free speech is being taken away. But the steps are kind of slower. Right. A few years ago, I think, what was it? 2018. It was Tumblr. Right. Kind of the death of Tumblr. Um, when Facebook earlier, then Facebook, or then, Facebook then actually Apple's always been like this, but also Google is not allowing any sexual things. Even Google Drive, apparently, if you upload something sexual too sexual onto like your Google Drive, it will be sorted out and deleted. Oh. I found all this crazy shit. Yeah. When I was researching for the show. Um, so I think we're just step by step. Right. At first, I remember when Instagram started, nipples were allowed. Mm hmm. You know, and then they took that away and you're like, okay, I'm getting used to this. I'm just going to fucking blur the nipple. No big deal. And then and then they're like, don't use an emoji that has any sexual connotations. So, yeah. you know, you cannot even do the eggplant emoji anymore yeah. without being deleted. Yeah. 
I mean, it sounds like it sounds like a big joke if it weren't so real, no? Yeah, and even like some months ago, we couldn't even cover our uh, nipples with our hands because it was considered it's obscene true. on Instagram. Yes, you know? I remember this. I had a picture yeah. being deleted where I'm holding my breasts in order to hide the nipple that I'm not allowed to show, and it got deleted because I'm basically I'm like quote unquote I don't know masturbating yeah, I'm yeah. like what you want me to not show my yeah. boobs and then I'm hiding them and then you're like oh no but now you're touching yourself like that's not okay yeah it's obscene our bodies are, are obscene you know I was just talking about an article that I was writing for Brazilian magazine about it was about the first bra you know because in Brazil they okay. have like this big uh Uh, very famous advertising about the first bra, romantizing our puberties, like, and it shows a, a girl, maybe 12 mm -hmm. years old, 13 years old, and she's doing exercises with her friends, and she realizes that she's the only one uh, without a bra under her shirt. And then okay. it's like Eve being banished from Eve and mm. finding like she's naked, you know, And she, she then yeah. realizes that she's naked and then she goes home and then she sees a box and there it is, her first block. Now she's saved. You know, she's now saved. She's, she's a real woman. She's a real woman. Now she's ready to cover her body from the male mm -hmm. gaze, yeah. you know, from men. And from that stage, we can never have the freedom of our tits again. Never again. It's crazy because you're sexualized without um, your knowledge, really, in the sense, right? Because just we have breasts. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean we are sexual just because, right? And yeah, it's, right. it's like an invitation, but we are not inviting. That's it. I mean, I have really small boobs. So for me, I don't need to wear a bra very often, right? But obviously, I think about like, you're not allowed to see my boob if I'm outside of the house. Our freedom and our comfort have never been an option. Yes. The breasts are socially covered at puberty and will never, ever be free again. Sexuality has been used to oppress people, right? Men and women and, you know, everybody, really. That being said... I find it interesting that now over the past, I don't know, what would you say, like maybe 10 years, the internet kind of exploded before that. And it gave us the opportunity to actually sexually express pretty freely online, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And to see a lot more people talking about their sexuality and therefore kind of knowing or learning about other ways to express your sexuality pretty freely. And then it reversed on us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All these companies reversed and we're just like okay there's no sex anymore and i think it's interesting because it happened under dis the disguise of sex trafficking mm -hmm. right the i mean tumblr had the same thing i think with pedophilia but um this law passed um sesta fosta uh i think in 2018 in america And it was against sexual trafficking, or it is, but basically it allowed censorship of all sex online mm -hmm. for everybody. Mm -hmm. So we're just regressing, basically. Yeah, I think the point is always uh, the same. Female self-expression is marginalized. When we fit into the male standard, we continue to be served open bar. You know, so, so the point is if 
our images fit or it, if it doesn't fit to the male consumers. It's amazing. We are all glad to see beautiful women feeling free and empowered, you know, by mm -hmm. their images. You know, the problem for me is the female gaze. Yes. It's the female gaze. Yes. It's how we are looking to ourselves because we started to, with social media, we started to look to ourselves in a kinder way with more generosity you know the internet to a certain degree gave us the ability to find other people who maybe do it differently or to express ourselves online in a way that we want to live our sexuality yeah. right and not the way that we like you said are doing it for others yeah and um now that i mean we're both female erotic creators i would say um trying to I mean I, I feel like I'm always still trying to figure out where I'm still acting like you know whereas the male gaze is still within my view you know because it's pretty difficult to completely take it out of context yeah of course uh, yeah but I think then being censored for actually saying hey listen actually what you've been saying about my sexuality for the past I don't know hundreds of years is not really true this is my experience and then everybody's like actually it's not your experience you're deleted now no because the point is even if you feel that you're following you know this kind of representation you are in your own right to do it you know yes. that's that's the point we demand the ownership of our nudity you know we demand yes. the freedom to yes. express ourselves naked dressed under a veil you know being sexy you know being like a mother feeding our babies like whatever you know yeah it, it's not a problem to be a muse you know to be to be muse like to to be seen as a pretty woman you know no it 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 doesn't matter, you know, as long as you're happy with the way you are showing yourself, you know, it, it must reflect yeah. your feelings, your gaze. Totally. I think so. And I think this is the big thing about, let's say, feminism in general or feminist movements, right? That um, we just fight or every, they fight for the right. We fight for the right to choose. Yes. Meaning exactly. you can still... Um, like you said, wear a veil or, you know, be a housewife or, you know, do anything that you want to that maybe even fits into patriarchy. You can still do that. It's about it's about the moment of choice for each and every one of us. Yes. Uh, last year, I think in, the, in December, they revealed uh, an sculpture uh, to Mary Wollstonecraft, which was one of the mothers of the modern feminism. So mm -hmm. in London, it was this big scandal when they revealed the sculpture in homage to her, uh, honoring Mary Wollstonecraft, and it was a naked body, you know? Okay. It, it was a woman artist who created it. Everybody knew what she was creating, but again, when she showed her art creation, the feminists, they were shocked oh. because she was naked. And my point was, like, why are you still say, saying our naked selves as a curse, you know, yes, yes, yes. as a fetish, you know? 
why can we face the naturality and the power of our naked bodies, you know, to reclaim the, again, the ownership of our mm. nudity, you know? I mean, that's the thing too, because I think if you then say it's either you can live your sexuality freely or you're a feminist, we have a huge problem there. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, where, I mean, Actually, you said this earlier, and we hadn't even mentioned it. Um, tomorrow on Monday is International Women's Day. Yes, yes. Um, so really, this is like an episode kind of dedicated to that. <laughs> If you Yay. guys haven't noticed so far. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think this is the thing where I try to explain this about my work over and over again. Because I think sometimes people say things to me like, oh, it's like you doing erotic art or erotica it's like is that porn like what are you doing how is this for men or whatever and i think for me deeply within um it's nearly a form of activism because nobody ever and i mean sex is the biggest taboo with death maybe or something on this planet still mm -hmm. um and it's nearly an act of rebellion to work in that field Yes. Because nobody told us that we were allowed to do it and we're doing it and we're facing so much censorship and bullshit and like aggression because we are trying to express something so beautiful and so natural. Yeah, yeah. And powerful. I mean, yes. when I started uh, with Name Magazine, the printed edition it was in 2015, and mm -hmm. I didn't mean to be a political magazine. Because I thought it yeah. was so natural, I'm just showing erotic art through the female gaze. You know, I'm doing, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm being a woman creating erotic art. This is not yes. political, this is natural, this is something that we need. Because me as a woman, as audience, I would like to see nice erotic art, you know, that is exciting yes. for me, isn't it? Because, yeah, totally. Yes, yeah. of course. And yeah. then on the second issue of the magazine, when I noticed that some shops didn't want to sell it, that some newspapers didn't want to talk about it, that some people were shy to open it, I was like, okay, this is fucking political. You know, mm, yeah. this is activism, what I'm doing. And of course, it's yeah. I, I got more passionate about it. And this is why yes. we... Are struggling and fighting and not giving up, you know, because we feel It's that true. we have a mission somehow. We're fighting for something here. But isn't isn't that funny though? Because I had a very similar thing when I started writing erotica. Really, um, I didn't write it with any activism in mind at all. I was just like, oh, I want to create art. I want to show my experience because I haven't really seen it much outside of it. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. ah, porn doesn't really show my experience um and i don't know i would like to write about it and i'll do that so i really didn't think of it necessarily in a political way either i really didn't i think we're nearly thrust into that position mm -hmm. in general i found this interesting because i just read something today about when facebook and 2018 too, I think they started really a brutal art censorship. And within that fell also a lot of old pieces of art, you know? Mm -hmm. Apparently they censored the Venus of Willendorf, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> which is mm -hmm. one of the oldest sculptures in the world of like a really like a fertility goddess, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Then they did uh, Gustave Colbert's The Origin of the World. Apparently that's censored too. And I think for me, seeing like that these companies are taking away from like the human experience and putting it again into a box and say, this is bad, is nearly like the Catholic Church did it for centuries. So we are again holding the, the, we are again being Pandora's, you know, holding the box of all the evil in the world, you know, again, (laughs) the representation is still the same, you know, and this is funny that you talked about this Venus, uh, because this is from a time when God was a woman, you know, Mm, because most, I don't know if everybody's aware of it, because for, I don't know, for 40,000, for 40,000, over 40,000 years, God was a woman. Yeah, you know, and our bodies were more, much more free. You know, sex was a rite of celebration. You know, mm, pleasure absolutely. was a, a way of praying. You know, a kind of you you could worship the goddess yes. through yes. your sexuality. You know, I mean, it was a spiritual practice as well, right? And I think there's something really lost. Um, is the sense of worship, the sense of spirituality, or at least to say, this is a union, right? Yeah. There's magic. I mean, there's also magic in fertility. Of right? Of course. It's and the not most only magical in the fertility, thing. Not only in the fertility, no. uh, but our our sexuality with not, without yeah. the aim of uh, having a human being born, Absolutely. you know, from us. Yes. Because I've been yes. reading these texts about this goddess, Inanna or Ishtar, one of the female mm. goddess, you know, from the Sumeria. And there is this uh, poem, very beautiful poem, where she speaks about her vulva, you know. Oh, really? That she was staring to her wet vulva and thinking how powerful it is, you know. And mm-hmm. she was amazed by the feeling of her wet vulva. I'm talking about something written 3,000 years before the common era, you know. Aristotle talked about squirting also like 3,000 years ago, you know. There, there, was something, there was something normal in female pleasure. It wasn't seen as like a fearful thing. Like what is the biggest, what's the biggest fear about like a woman owning her own sexuality? Why is that so scary to people? I mean, it's connected because when we are very connected to our sexuality, we remind how powerful we are. And we are always holding uh, ancient knowledges, you know, and we are all women, sorry, men, but we are magic beings, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of very scary to imagine how powerful we can be when we are uh, empowered and entitled of our own sexuality. I had a sex therapist or a sexologist on the podcast, Chantelle Otten. We were talking about the clitoris and the penis, right? They come from the same tissue. And like, really, the clitoris has even more nerve endings than the penis has. And I was just saying to her, I was like, I find it so interesting that there's this big orgasm gap, right? But we had a very clear vision of what our clitoris are in 2016. Mm. This is when a 3D yes. scan 
showed us the real shape of our clitoris. It's really not that long ago. Can you imagine that? Five years ago. From that moment, I can say that we started a new sexual revolution, you know, because from that point, we can start to imagine, to understand actually how we should be touched, how we should be fucked, you know, because now we understand the shape of it. It always depends also on your shape, because even with penetration, you're not having a vaginal orgasm. Your clitoris is being penetrated through the vaginal canal yes 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 exactly so (laughs) so it's still the clitoris even if you would come while you're having penetrative sex you're still coming from the clitoris there is something changing there's less shame on masturbating for women now you know that it's becoming more um spoken about and like appreciated and you don't have to do it's like wellness right yeah yeah absolutely you could do it to fall asleep. You know, like, I mean, sure. obviously we know all these things, but this is basically like selling masturbation to girls who otherwise always thought it's just something shameful and dirty. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is absolutely new. And it will be amazing for the next revolution, the next revolution, sorry, to the next uh, generations. You know, yeah, revolution. Yeah. Revolution's on my mind because I really think this is a revolution. <laughs> and in all the revolutions, some... People, some castles are destroyed, you know. And we're not even asking for power over somebody else. We are just asking for the right to govern our own bodies. Yes, yes, yes. It's basically just saying, I want to have the right to express and feel and touch and abort and give birth and do whatever the fuck I want with this body I was given and not it being ruled by somebody else. Yes. And that's that's what we talk all of the time between us. It's like we like yeah. to see beautiful women, beautiful bodies. There is no problem for us. We are not like oh, it's lovely. Yeah, saying it's no, so they beautiful. cannot show <laughs> hairy pussies. No, please show hairy pussies. There is not a problem. Please we, show. We just yeah. want to have the same right, you know. And also, there is something funny talking again about hairy pussies. Uh, because <laughs> we, we can see on this male-based account many uh, fully, uh, how you say, free of hair pussies, you know? <laughs> shaved pussies. Uh, shaved. <laughs> she doesn't even yeah, know the word anymore. Word. She's like, fuck shaved. this word. <laughs> Actually, I, I have to um, be very honest here because I've had this conversation with a photographer. I just shot with a female photographer last weekend. And I shaved my pubic hair um, for the shoot because I was like, well, listen, I feel like some angles, sometimes you just see a little bit of hair and it's distracting. Or to be really honest, I was thinking if you would see my bush, it would sexualize the image and then I would get deleted. Yeah. But as long as, as there is no hair and you just see like the beginning of it, it will not be seen as like oh that's her pussy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you could still be like oh that's her s- lower stomach yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but how fucked up is that you know that like i have this we have this body you yeah. know and my vulva and my hairy pussy or my shaved pussy whatever it's also just my body yeah 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 but there's so much shame in it that even i consider 
Even I consider it when I take photos where I'm like, oh, I don't want it to be too sexualized. But why would it be sexualized if it's just a normal naked body sitting yeah. on a chair? Yeah. And it's funny because I just thought about it. The terms, the guidelines, they say that you cannot show nipples. And in the mm -hmm. same line, they say that it's also forbidden cannibalism. You're like, no nipples and no cannibalism yeah. because they're on the same level of evil. Yeah, okay, guys, this is the rule. <laughs> Definitely part of the revolution is that we are getting more access to our own bodies again, right? Yeah. Um, and more knowledge and a different way of connecting. And um, hopefully the shame is being reduced as much as possible with sex positivity, you know? Um. What I wanted to ask you was, how do you see us going forward? If this is a revolution, um, how can we as female erotic creators or anybody who is interested in erotic art, like how are we going to move forward from like this massive censorship into still leading a revolution? Well, I think all the revolutions, we sometimes need to uh, give some steps down to go further. And I think this is when all this backlash will uh, empower us even more and make us yes. angrier so we can expand our mm -hmm. voices. You know, I was just thinking here that we even that we have now all this knowledge and we want to spread because this is also what we are doing on our accounts. We are spreading yeah. the word. And now we cannot even write the word sex. We cannot write <laughs> yes, sexual. We cannot thing. write orgasm, clitoris, or anything like that in Instagram anymore. You know, so yeah. even the words are banished now. And of course, women again are the one who are being um, targeted. Yeah, mean? again, you know, because yes. of course, yeah. men they have multiple way of reading or seeing or watching sex. You know, we don't. We yeah. have. We're starting to have it. Our revolution is our new revolution. This this orgasm yeah. revolution is, is starting. You know, and when we start to spread the word and to communicate, you know, and to educate then again, we cannot even use the right, the proper words. There is no good answer for any of it, right? Like they would just have to be like, yes, okay, we are sexist. There you go. Yeah. Because that's the that's the answer, really. It like, is. there's there's really none other than that. And then they're like, okay, yeah, we're we're sexist. This is clearly biased against sex workers, against sexual educators. Well, it functions like racism. Yeah, any kind of oppression, um, the system works the same. So yeah, it is. It is definitely about connecting people outside of um, that system, yeah. and create new spaces for people to live their sexuality and to feel safe. Yes, and getting together. You know, that's that's what happened yeah. in the uh, Black Lives Matter, and because we yes. we all got very aware of things that sometimes we didn't want to see because it's too painful you know as white people yes. to face it what we've been doing you know our privileges and everything like that yes. but uh, there it, it's there and we must see yeah. we must talk we must admit you know and it's the same with our sexuality you know we should be able to show you know not only our bodies but our thoughts our feelings our 
anger, you know, our frustrations, yes. you know, because that's, that's it. We're getting mentally ill, you know, uh, we, yeah. I, I will call us sex workers <laughs> because somehow that's what we are, you know, erotic yeah. art producers or, you know, we are sex workers somehow, you know, and we start feeling sick. That's what you said. Like, is it a problem with what I'm showing? Am I showing too much? Am I being mm -hmm. too much? Wow. No, we yes, have the right. It's and it's beautiful. The last thing they can take from us is that, you know what I mean? Because when somebody is trying to shame you, it's such a human thing that you don't take on their opinion of you. Yeah. I know and you know deep within ourselves that it is beautiful yeah. and sexuality is magical. Magical. It is incredible. So to hold on to these things when we keep kind of um, fighting for everyone to be able to live their sexuality the Blankly, way they want yeah. to. Yeah. Yes. Well, darling, I could talk to you forever. Yeah. Forever, same. forever. Happy International Women's Day. Yay! <laughs> can you tell everybody how they can find your work? Oh, well, guys, please follow Name Magazine on Instagram while mm -hmm. it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tag her, too, so you guys can all follow her, even though I feel like most of my followers probably follow you, too. Yeah, same. We are very connected and we will always be. And that that's something great. Instagram put us together. So That's true. Thank Can't you, blame Instagram. Them for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And be sure to check out my lovely guest, Leticia Chikovace at Nin Magazine on IG. If you like today's show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday. Yeah.